0: it's 49ers cutback podcast time we're about to talk about 49 player big board now this isn't the 49 best players in the draft these are 49 players we feel the 49ers should target that could potentially either fall into the second round where they can trade up to get them or will be available to them at 61 or throughout the draft and there's some names on there that you've heard us cover there's some names maybe you haven't but this is going to be fun to get into
1: it is. It's going to be fun to get into and we got 49 guys to go through we got to Some guys to, to talk about a little bit more in depth link, some guys just kind of breeze through. But let's get this thing started yeah. with the first seven names on said list and the first seven gentlemen on the 49ers Cutback 49 49er Player Big Board. And you see there, number one, David Ajabo. And so many people may be going, but he's injured, folks. But David Ajabu and absolutely incredible talent, does a lot of things. Uh, your favorite edge rusher in this class, yeah, and personally one of my favorite edge rushers, and in fact, Felt like the guy who was most likely that the 49ers could land potentially at 61 or maybe only having to come up a few spots in order to get.
0: Yeah, this guy has D Ford, you know, caliber talent written all over him. uh, And he's coming off a ridiculous Achilles injury that he suffered during his pro day, which was terrible. But this guy is still a first round talent and, and to me, a top 10 to 15 talent in this draft. The injury is going to allow the 49ers to have a chance to get him. And so if he does fall into that second round, you have to think about going up there and getting a David Ajabo because, you know, it n- maybe not this year, but after that, for the next four years after that, he could be a huge impact on your team, rushing opposite of Nick Bosa on a rookie pay scale.
1: And a little bit more refined as well as a player. And uh, of all these guys, he's a little bit more closer to a, a full tool, complete a defensive end than he is so much a closer or something like that playing a role. Uh, number two on this list was Arnold Ebiketti, edge rusher out of Penn State. Uh, number three after that, Ant, center tyler lindenbaum interior lineman out of iowa a little bit of an interesting name people be going guys i thought this was 49 players the iris could target this guy's gonna go in the first round
0: not so fast folks all of a sudden he's starting to fall down some boards yeah he's slipping a little bit and then you got john lynch's comments coming out you know about alex Mack, and it starts to think wait if this guy fell out of the first round and right now he's getting mocked at the end of the first round early second if he fell out and day two he was available The 49ers could potentially go and strike and get a big-time center that they could fill the Alex Mack role with. Um, Maybe not this year, but potentially this year, that's how good he is. So this would be a nice move for them.
1: Uh, The guy who could slide in on the interior, too, and high IQ player, a lot of power, a lot of strength, a lot of positive things in in Tyler Lindenbaum's game. Um, And not a name that I don't think either one of us considered putting on our boards. In fact, wasn't originally on mine when we were going through stuff. But, hey, I like uh, like Tyler Lindenbaum sliding into the second round, and makes it entirely doable for San Francisco. Uh, number four there, Christian Watson, wide receiver at North Dakota State. Uh, number five, Tyler Smith. Uh, they're saying interior line on, on DFN, the draft network, but a tackle prospect who has the potential to move inside there from Tulsa. Jaquan Brisker, safety from Penn State. First time a safety makes support and in the top ten, you like to see it. And then edge rusher, Boy Mafia, and that rounds out the top seven there. Uh, n- which name do you think is the
0: most likely? Well, I think what you notice there is right away, right? There's three edge rushers. Um, that's something the 49ers often do. So you're going to kind of work your board to be adept to what they do. And that's one thing that they do. And then you kind of couple it with the big time receiver and then a center. So we're going with what the 49ers are looking for, but also with tremendous uh, athletes and skill. So these are guys that would probably be in the you know beginning of the second round. If they were available, the Niners would have to trade up to get them
1: uh- accurate there and they would have to trade up to get some of these guys uh now we get to, to eight on and this is you guys they're going to be starting to maybe get a little closer yep. uh, to 61 or maybe not as much of a, of a jump in order to go get said of players Ant, let
0: everyone know what do we got here yeah we got Jalen Petrie first off you know the, the the nickel slash safety whatever you look at him from Baylor um then then another nickel corner and Kyler Gordon from Washington and then Marcus Jones from Houston, who seems to be everyone's favorite guy, Alex. It seems like everyone wants Marcus Jones on the 49ers. 49ers Twitter has basically just made it so. The only problem is Green Bay Twitter's made it so. Oh. Uh, the Houston Texans Twitter has made it so. Like oh. Pretty much every Twitter is now fallen in love with Marcus Jones, but he's a great player, very instinctive, very fluid hips, is able to turn and run with receivers, can play match zone as well. Uh, he's a very good talent, and he would definitely be – a, a nice player for the Fortnite to draft.
1: And underappreciated in the return game as well. There are a lot there of positive go. things with this gentleman out of Houston, the return game, and so uh, sitting here in the top ten, uh, not a surprise for either of us. Also, not a surprise for most fan bases across the league either. Marcus Jones, very popular draft pick. Surprised not going to the first round, and yeah, all honesty at this point. You would point, think he
0: was Dion or something.
1: <laughs> no, so, with how much love this man is getting. Yeah, that's that's not that's not hate though. Marcus, we love you. Yeah, uh, number 11, John Mechie, the third and wide receiver out of Alabama. And uh, running back, first running back on the board here, Ant at 12, Isaiah Spiller, running back out of Texas A&M.
0: Yeah, Isaiah Spiller early on in the process didn't look like he was going to be available to the 49ers. An early second round pick. 49ers weren't going to trade up to get a, a running back in the second round. But for some reason, Isaiah Spiller starting to slip a little bit. I've seen him mocked as early as the, I mean, as far down as the third round. That means he's in striking distance for the 49ers he would be there at 61 now everyone might say why would you take a running back at 61 you may not but you could come up from 93 to get a running back who's still available in the 70s they've proven they were willing to do that last year uh with Trey Sermon and Isaiah Spillers a really good running back
1: he's a solid running back yeah. and talk about a guy who does I mean in all all facets of the game pass catching check uh, running the football inside zone check outside zone check I mean he's got a, he's got a little bit of everything Definitely one of the more shiftier running backs, too, in this class in terms of the prospects that are on the board and available.
0: Patience and vision on an all-time high. This this is one of the best running backs in the draft for sure. Uh, solid, solid there at 12. And then who do we got at 13? uh damari mathis i wonder i wonder who likes that guy i wonder why that's 13 yeah, it, at yeah you, you dang right this guy's 13 and you know what and i wanted to put him higher than that I just so you know i know uh damari mathis is a very solid player an absolute thumper and i can't wait until he goes out there and starts laying the lick on people uh so that way uh People will remember where they heard it first. Amari Mathis is a big-time player.
1: Uh, Ant, I'm not going to <laughs> even argue with you. The film, the film speaks volumes. He's a very talented player. Uh, and then big, tall wide receiver Alec Pierce out of Cincinnati uh, to round out uh, that next batch of prospects there, Ant, those next seven there off the board. Some good names, um, some, some solid pieces there, some solid guys. Uh, Marcus Jones does feel like the one that's the most likely to end up in San Francisco. But is there a name that you're keeping an eye on right now that you think is entirely possible come this draft process?
0: Yeah, I think I think number one, the first thing you saw on there was all guys who could play nickel, right? Petrie, Gordon, uh, Marcus Jones, and Mathis were all in that area, right? Those are all guys who could play the nickel spot, play safety, depending on how you want to use them. That was the first thing. But the guy that stands out is Alec Pierce. If you're not able to get your Christian Watson True. earlier, you're not True. trading up to get him. You're still looking for that tall receiver that can stretch the field. Uh, Pierce has that. And with the wingspan and the ability to go get the football. Uh, you you got to like him potentially as one of those guys. And this is also, you, like you said, it could be guys ahead of 61 and it could be guys after 61, but these are guys the Niners could value uh, very, very, very much the case. And
1: um, all those guys, either going to be right before at, or just a smidge after. Um, and you're right about Alec Pierce. And he does stand out. He does stand out with the, with the big size and the speed, uh, all those things noticeable. But now the next part of the list, the next part of the list, they're yeah. sitting at 15, Linebacker Brandon Smith, out of Penn State, and
0: yeah, he was one of my favorite linebackers in the entire draft. It, it didn't take me take me long to figure out that a guy of his size, at over 250 pounds, that can move like him and still be able to go sideline to sideline, what was good enough in coverage and good enough in run fits, was going to be a potential starter in this league, and I think he will be. So would the 49ers think about going with Brandon Smith at 61? I don't think so, but at 93. they would think about going that route. This is why, I mean, originally when
1: I was looking at linebacker prospects, because I didn't think linebacker was possible at 61, a guy like this who I thought could go before 61, I didn't even consider. Like, I watched the film and liked it. I was just like, Niners can't get this. They're not going to be able to go up high enough to make this work. Um, But you're right. If he starts falling past 61, getting close to 93, i mean if you get within 15 picks of 93 20 picks with them with the 93 i'm tempted i'm tempted to move up yeah
0: he, he instantly helps you on special teams and then could fill in in case you you know have a problem with Aziz al shire or Dre greenlaw and then you're and developed ready to go for 2023 Accurate. when one of those guys moves on you get a comp pick from them you already have your backup
1: uh very true and uh again the niners are a year early so this is definitely a name to keep an eye on there. yeah uh after that running back james cook who We've seen now, you know, originally sitting at one Oh five, it was feeling like, Oh yeah, you grab James Cook at one Oh five. That's solid there. And then, and in, in not surprising fashion, all of a sudden he starts moving up boards a little bit. So you may have to be a little bit more aggressive, but talk about a guy who fits a lot of the things there. Brian Cook safety out of Cincinnati as well. Linebacker, Darian Beavers at a 60. Well, so Cincinnati ant dominating the board here uh, with players, so, you know, from Alec Pierce, right down to Darian Beavers, uh, three of the last six names, right? And then, Sitting there at 19, tight end James Mitchell at of Virginia Tech. A new name in terms of being talked on the podcast, Ant, uh but not new in terms of impact.
0: Yeah, and I don't know why everyone isn't talking about him. This guy's a complete tight end. I, I really like him. He's going to be able to be a good blocker in the NFL, but also a receiving threat. He's a guy you can count on for three downs. If, if you need to, George Kittle's out, you can line up James Mitchell and know that you're going to get production out of him. Is it going to be George Kittle production? No, of course not. George Kittle is an all pro, but you're going to get a good production out of him and better than anyone else in the, in the tight end room. Currently, you're not going to sacrifice a lot. of you. No, you're not. And he's a good athlete. So I think this guy could continue to develop. So the 49 striking on this guy and potentially 105 would be a huge huge move for them. And I think it would give them a lot of more flexibility than they have right now when they're pigeonholed on which tight end they have out there.
1: Uh, Agreed. You're definitely pigeonholed. You're definitely limited in terms of your options. Uh, You're a lot more predictable. Uh, Get away from predictability. James Mitchell does that. The fluidity at which he moves on the football field too is evident. You can see athleticism oozing and dripping off of him in space. You're not sitting there going, man, this guy's not shifty. Man, this guy can't run. Man, this guy isn't physical. Uh, All of those things come across on film Ant. And I want me a tight end room that's more complete. Uh, I, I want that me likey complete tight end room. There you go. This gets you there uh, sitting there at 20 Dylan Parham, interior offensive alignment guard uh, specifically out of Memphis. And that has some flexibility to do a lot of right. different things could play center, could play at the guard spot, has some, some movability there. And then the wide receiver, who's got Kyle Shanahan written all over him, Kyle Phillips um, shares the first name. Ironically,
0: a wide receiver out of UCLA. Yeah. This is where you saw in this seven that you've seen a little bit of, of differences amongst it. You've seen a safety, you've seen a linebacker or a couple linebackers, Um, And then you've seen the big tight end, James Mitchell, who we believe could be a big-time player. But people might question why Dylan Parham is where he's at. True. The reason Dylan Parham is there is because he's more pigeonholed in what he plays. Right. Earlier, we wanted the more flexible offensive lineman, a tackle, because that's how the 49ers primarily look at it, offensive tackle that can move to the interior. Um, Last year, Aaron Banks, the first time they've taken an interior offensive lineman in this regime. So Dylan Parham would have to be – the second time that happens, so moves a little bit down the board, but twenty is a nice spot for Dylan Parham, a very nice prospect. Uh,
1: again, uh, top right, top forty-nine players. He's sitting before the halfway mark, and I think we're, I think we're doing pretty well right now. I think, yeah. I think we've had a lot of things and a lot of needs, and now we move on uh, to the next situation, the next spot here, and uh, of course, screen cap, uh, <laughs> screen cap makes things fun. But sitting there, right there at twenty-two, is offensive tackle Max Mitchell out of Louisiana. A guy that when I originally watched film was like, ain't no way this dude is going to be going late. He's physical. He's dominant. He does so many positive things on film, both in the run game and in the pass game. Yes, there are some some questions about pass pro stuff, but Max Mitchell, there was a solid, solid name. And seeing him here in the top 25, uh, Yeah. Deserves to be here.
0: Yeah. I would bring him in and have him compete right away. I think he could be the understudy to Mike McGlinchey and then, and potentially you could move on from McGlinchey during the off season and save the money. As you go to a guy on a rookie pay scale, this guy has the aggressiveness, the attitude to go ahead and get it done. And potentially you could strike on him in the pick 93 or pick 105 in the third round. That would be a lot of value An offensive tackle with versatility to be able to play wherever you want on the offensive line. That's what the 49ers go for. And that's why he's right here behind Dylan Parham because Parham is a better interior prospect. And that is a weakness for the 49ers right now. But Max Mitchell could be the eventual replacement for Mike McGlinchey if they decide to go that route.
1: Again, addressing, addressing needs a year before you actually need them. So you're not scrambling. You, you're putting the best plan in place and you have the best plan of action because if he doesn't develop or doesn't get where you need, you can address said need in free agency. You can also pay Mike McGlinchey and keep him around until you feel M- Mitchell's ready. A lot of options. You also you have Jalen Moore.
0: That's also true. So you're, you're doubling down. You know, Jalen Moore could then focus on left tackle behind Trent Williams. You know, he's going to miss a couple games. True. And you have Mitchell to play right tackle. That okay. sounds pretty good to me.
1: Uh, sounds like a solid play. Yeah. Uh, sitting there next at 23, Danny Gray, wide receiver at SMU. You've heard us talk about him. We'll talk about him until he's blue in the face. We absolutely love the man. Uh, 24, Cameron Thomas, the edge rusher out of San Diego State. I think one of the more underappreciated prospects in this draft class, and, and giving him some love here, putting him right at that 24 spot. 25, Kate Auden, tight end out of Washington. One of our favorite tight ends that we talked about in the draft video. Uh, since James Mitchell whew, flying up boards, Ant, you love to see it. And then 26 there, Khalil Shakur, Boise State wide receiver. A guy who does do the the versatility role and a lot of positive things there uh 27 though brian robinson jr running back out of alabama and who is starting to fall down boards in some situations some cases uh second running back on the board for us
0: yeah i i I like it excuse me yeah I, I, i like him right i mean it's one of those things i know you like him as well he met with the 49ers this is a guy that hasn't taken a lot of hits in his college career he has a lot of tread on the tires um but he's a patient runner who reminds me of jeff wilson jr Uh, he's smooth so he could eventually be that replacement and that we know the 49ers like to have players that remind them of other guys currently on their roster so they can just keep reloading i think brian robinson jr is one of those guys that's a complete running back that could do it three downs and that's why he would be a nice compliment to elijah mitchell you're right um the,
1: the running style is not elijah mitchell he doesn't have the top end speed but the patience the vision all of those things um very similar to what we've seen out of elijah mitchell with how he hits holes how he sees Uh, the the things he's able to take where it looks like there's not a lot there and it turns into big Robinson does that as well. Uh, You're just not going to have the breakaway speed. You're not going to have necessarily the home run plays. You're not going to have the 20 plus yard runs. Maybe with, with a Brian Robinson he is more akin to that physical style of runner ant. And uh, there's question marks about Trey sermon. There's, there's question marks about Joe Fosen jr. And uh, a a guy here in Brian Robinson with where he's going and where he's starting to fall uh, makes this a, a situation where I don't think he's as low as that. I don't think he's, his value was not that low. I think he's one of the better players and putting him right here at the 27 mark in the top 30 is exactly where he should be. And uh, you're getting value from wherever you get him in the draft later. After after pick 105, after you know 134, you start getting that range. The value on this kid is, is sky high.
0: Oh yeah, if he makes it to 134, it's a great selection because he's a guy that can do it all. Agreed. Uh, after that, 28 Logan Hall edge rusher out of the University of Houston. Yeah, and the reason that he comes to 28, uh, I'm not going to go too far into this because but I'm talking about the top seven, but um, he's the first guy I believe that can play on in the interior that's an edge rusher. So there's some versatility there from a defensive lineman. Uh, so that's why he made it that list. But that list, you saw that some, a lot of versatility, but then again, some receivers that tied in um, some receiving threats all right there in the middle. Uh, potentially one of the 49ers could strike
1: 100 percent where where they could strike and now number 29 on the list is not going to be a name that you're unfamiliar with tcc in fact it's alec lindstrom out of boston college and and some people may be going wait a minute hold on this guy lindstrom 200 he's like 200th ranked why we not don't by care
0: me.
1: we don't care we don't care where yeah i don't I don't have this guy anywhere near 200. In fact, this is a top 100 player for me. So the fact that he is 200 on some people's boards at the Pui, whatever it is, this guy's in our top 30.
0: Yeah. I mean, keep, keep him in your top 200 and then let's see what happens. I'm going to go ahead and go with what I saw on film. Not what it was. Someone else ranked him, but what I thought I saw on film. So uh, I think he's a very good player, very heady, very instinctive, knows what he's seeing, knows how to operate in a system similar to Kyle Shanahan's would be able to handle it. Now, the thing is, Kyle Shannon doesn't ask a center to be able to call protections and do all those things. So it's, you're not asking a rookie center to do a lot. But Lindstrom fits what they're going to do. And I'm sorry, six foot four, 300 pounds is a good enough size to play center in the NFL. Uh, accurate.
1: And who we got at 30? Who's sitting there at 30 now?
0: Yeah. At 30 is Pierre Strong, uh, the running back with a 4'3 speed. And then you've got, of course, Jacoby McLean, linebacker out of Auburn, at 31. At 32, you've got David Bell, nice receiver prospect there. And then 33, Vellis Jones. Everyone's wondering why is Velas Jones this high? How, is he, uh, how can he be that close to David a, Bell? Out of Tennessee, here's why. Velas Jones has 4 3 speed. You know what David Bell does not have 4 3 speed. Oh. Um, both are very, very good players, but Velas Jones gives you some more versatility to be able to do the fly sweeps, reverses, um, be able to catch a screen and take it to the house. Now, David Bell's a very good prospect with great hands. Velas Jones is just something special.
1: Uh, and you're not wrong there. He is definitely something special and uh, a little interesting. It's a little interesting to me how low Velas is on some boards. I think there's maybe questions about certain things in his game. Um, I, I like things that you can't teach and you can't teach speed. Uh, you can't teach the vision that he shows with a ball in his hand. And when you have those two things, when we start getting to this point where we're at uh, on this board with draft picks, um, once you start getting to that 134 range, uh, at this point after 150, you're just thinking, you're looking for guys who have skill sets and things that, that fit your scheme and can do things for you. Baylor Jones can definitely do that and deserves a spot where he's at. Uh, 34 after that was was Tyreek Smith, Edger at Ohio State. And then cornerback, Alante Taylor, uh, sitting there, rounding out the top 35 out of Tennessee.
0: Yeah, I, I like Alante Taylor. He's one of those guys, potentially, that people don't talk about very much, but he was a star player for me. I really liked how he jumped off on film but it was a nice list, but now you're seeing guys that maybe have a certain type of skill set. You've seen a linebacker like Zacobe McClain, who's undersized according to what scouts believe. Alec Lindstrom, undersized according to what scouts believe, but they're sitting right there in that range between 28 and 35. And it's a it's a nice uh, group right there, I think. That was a good pick. Good picks for the 49ers, potentially, in the oh, fourth, oh, fifth man. round. Oh yeah. Agreed yeah. completely. Uh, who do we got in at 36? Who is that there? Yeah. 36 Zachary Carter, uh, defensive end slash defensive tackle, depending on how you want to use him out well, of Florida. Most
1: likely to tackle.
0: Yeah. Alex is big time guys. And then at 37 Micah McFadden linebacker from Indiana. Alex, this is one of those guys I'm very high on. His tracking, the way he gets after the ball, the run fits. Uh, he can cover intermediate to short routes at a at pretty high pace, and he understands what he's seeing. So a lot of times he's all over screen passes, very instinctive player. So I like him in this area. I, I don't hate this in this area either, And uh, Look,
1: I, I, I may personally like the guy behind him more as a player prospect, but in terms of what McFadden does and what you're looking for, 100%, also McFadden way more likely for the 49ers to get than a kenneth walker Um, mcfadden is fantastic in run fits and absolutely fantastic in the run fits i love that the intermediate stuff as well um we broke that down we broke him down a little bit in that linebacker video so if you missed anything on micah mcfadden you want to know more about him or any of these players because a lot of these players got discussed Go back and check out the almost all of them. Yeah. yeah, almost literally almost all of them. Uh, but fantastic prospect out of IU. In fact, Megan was absolutely stunned that I was watching any Micah McFadden film. Didn't think there was anyone worth assault at IU. You were wrong, Megan. Sorry. Kenneth Walker, the third running back out of Michigan State, sitting there at 38 and at 39. Mikael Wright, cornerback out of Oregon, underappreciated cornerback prospect in this draft.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Nice nickel guy with a lot of speed with return game potential as well. Oh, solid. Yeah, he's I, super fast. I forgot about
1: the return game. Yeah. I forgot about that. Uh, After Michael Wright at 40, Taekwon Thornton out of Baylor, another speedy prospect there at uh, a Baylor Ant with the 4 2 speed. Uh, Nick Benito, edge rusher out of Oklahoma, and rounding out the top 42, Cam Juergens, interior O lineman out of Nebraska, the man with an extremely ridiculously high motor ant that you can see every play, snap in, snap out, how passionate he is about the game of football. And, uh, just, just the uh, the level of intensity that man plays with is, uh, it, it, it literally, it almost can't be quantified.
0: Yeah, he gets after it. I mean, he, he's one of those guys that he's fun to watch, and he's one of those guys you would, could easily root for. If you were thinking about a guy you want to buy a jersey of, if he made it to the 49ers, you'd want to buy a Cam Jergens jersey because he gets after it. Um, So he's a fun player to watch. He's very physical, and that's why he you know makes a list in this point. Some people could argue he's a better center prospect than Alec Lindstrom. I would argue that Lindstrom's more controlled, more technical, and, and a little bit headier than uh, Cam Jurgens, But Juergens is a very good player. And I think them being 13 spots apart is not a big deal. Um, both of them are big-time players.
1: Uh, headier, Ant. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. And now, Ant, we get through 43 through 49. Uh, at 43, interior offensive lineman, Cole strange at a Chattanooga. A guy that we were very high on early in this process and still very high on even late in this process. Makes it makes the top forty nine for us.
0: Yeah, Cole Strange is a good player, and uh, his Senior Bowl performance was pretty good. He showed that he could anchor at times against some of the best and biggest players, um, but being able to do that consistently and also potentially moving to center. Because right now, that seems to be a a thing the four years might have to do. Uh, Can he do it in year one? I don't know. But he could definitely progress and learn and become that guy, an interior offensive lineman. Once again, when we talked about some of these guys that are interior offensive linemen, they maybe don't carry the value of some of the offensive tackles with more versatility. But Cole Strange is a very good player. Very fun to watch, and uh, I think he would be a nice selection for the 49ers.
1: Uh, It's not a bad selection, Ant, uh, not a bad selection at all. At 44, Kirby Joseph safety out of Illinois, and then at 45, just after that, there's white running back out of South Carolina who has started to get a little bit of uptick in people discussing him but has been for the most part in this draft process a running back that has stayed relatively quiet in terms of things people like about him or where he's been going.
0: Yeah, I mean they they sleep on some of these guys, and that's okay. DeAndre uh, White is is not the biggest, he's not the fastest, he's not the strongest. What he is is just a darn good football player. When he gets the ball in the ha- in his hands, he makes things happen. And he's one of those guys, they say he's not elusive in open field, yet I see him make plays in the open field and get extra yardage. He's a guy that can potentially catch the ball in the backfield, would be a nice third down back initially coming in the league, and at one over 200 pounds, could hold up to the physical toll and also be able to pass block at a high level. I think Jaquandry White would be a nice selection for the 49ers. I'm hoping they look to go South Carolina again because it's worked out for them in the past.
1: I mean, look, this is one. These were we get towards the end, right? And there's names that we like. There's names we don't like. I remember sitting here looking at yours, and I know what mine is. I know I have Tyson Chandler at the bottom of the boards. Uh, The thing that sold me on this having to be Jaquandry White and not Tyson Chandler is the South Carolina connection. There's too much history with South Carolina players to ignore it. I would say that this is more likely than Tyson Chandler, especially with where they're going in draft.
0: Uh, Tyson Chandler is one of those guys where athleticism, three, he's fast enough. It's there. It's there. Uh, I would argue that Jaquandri Wright, though, the way he catches the ball in the backfield and the physical nature at which he plays uh, just shines to me on film. And, and maybe I'm the only one. Maybe I'm the only one that's going to be pounding the table for this guy but I'm okay with that.
1: Hey, nothing wrong with that. Andy. Yeah. Someone's got to pound the table for your boy. That's Someone's right. got to pound the table for your boy. Uh, after that, 46, Amari Barno, edge rusher out of Virginia tech solid here. This late on the board and in a very dynamic, diverse talent sitting down here at the back end of this board, 47, Hassan Haskins running back out of Michigan, Isaiah Pacheco sneaks into the top 50 or 49. Ant, excuse me, 49, Isaiah Pacheco running back out of Rutgers. And then Marquise bell safety, out of florida a and m but wait a minute no 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 no, we got one more we got one yeah. more we got an offensive and a defensive guy for down here for for uh the 49th best player tied uh spencer burford offensive lineman for utsa uh, they have him listed on dfn as an interior offensive lineman he played tackle at utsa so guy again that has flexibility has been going later in drafts and definitely fits the bill for the type of offensive lineman the niners target later in later in drafts
0: yeah i mean this is one of those ones where we thought that bell fit what the 49ers do and burford did and you had burford i had bell and i was we were kind of going back and forth on it like you know what we're gonna have a 49 a and a 49 b we also had a 50th spot on the board so yeah. you might as well just put it there. M- might as well use it right <laughs> so um yeah both those guys are good prospects bell i don't know if he'd make the roster uh burford definitely has a potential to make the roster and then isaiah pacheco sneaking in you know at 48 is one of those guys that the reason he's on there the ability to run really fast oh. is something that <laughs> and can definitely value. But unlike Ty Chandler, this guy's over 210 pounds, Different type and of I out. believe he's still learning how to run. If they could teach him how to run with patience, uh, he could really be a big-time player in this. I don't think he's that far off from Pierre Strong. It's just he hasn't been taught the proper techniques and the proper patience to be able to play at that level yet.
1: Also, big also, Rutgers' O-line was not very good. Oh, it's really bad. Oh, they weren't. No, they were. They were pretty <laughs> awful. So uh, listen, yeah. look, you can feel any way you want about this big board TCC, but I think every single prospect that's on here, if the Niners can land one of these guys, a handful of these guys, you're talking about a good position for San Francisco.
0: Yeah, potentially there's guys that could trade up for guys who will be sitting there at 61. Or maybe um, and, fall. Yeah, or fall to them at 61, and then other guys, you know, amongst the draft they could go after. I'm sure that every single name that you wanted on, you know, on the on the top 49 is not there. Um, If we miss somebody, let us know who we missed and why they should be on the top 49. But don't just let us know why they should be on. Tell us why we should take somebody off the list that's currently on. Sure. Um, Let's have that conversation. I think when it comes to the draft, it's one of the funnest things to do. But when it came down to it, I just went off the film. I don't care what everyone else says. And this is what we landed on.
1: These are the 49 players, the Niners, well, 50 players, the Niners <laughs> could target uh, in the upcoming NFL draft. That makes sense for the 49ers, Ant. They're not the 49 best players, but they are the 49 most likely players for the 49ers. Let us know in the comment section down below. And while you're down there commenting away, don't forget to like, subscribe if you haven't already. Hit that notification bell, and because we got more content coming their way, more stuff happening. I don't know if they know this, the, the draft's like going to be happening soon. And that's something they may want to be invested in and watch. And we got this draft party in Galt on Friday from 4 to 8 p.m. at Back Alley Brew that if they can make, they, they should. And if they can't, they can always just watch the live stream that we're doing from
0: there right here on YouTube. Yeah, whether you're watching the live stream or you're going to be right there in person with us at Back Alley, it's going to be a great time. Make sure you're there. We're going to have guests as well that come in and, and talk with us about the draft. But we're going to be covering every single draft pick and talking about what the 49ers did, what they're going to do, and what's next. It's going to be a fun time. Looking forward to it. Hope everyone joins us on Friday for the live stream or at Back Alley Brew.
1: Either way you slice it, we like to see you there, whether it's right here on the tubes, Ant, or whether it's in person at Back Alley Brew. We'll catch you on the next one, TCC, and until that time, stay safe. Remember the right way is always the
0: the 49ers way. way.
1: stuck around all the way to this point well I, I hope i hope by this point you've at least liked and subscribed if you haven't already and there's some cards over there ant too with some yeah. other high quality videos they can check out
0: yeah click one of the click one of the links and watch one of the videos it's gonna be great we'll see you there